everybody, and welcome to episode three of Beyond the Veil. I want to take a moment to thank everybody who's already listened to our first two episodes. It means so much that you guys are listening and that you're excited, and I can't wait to go on this journey with you. I want to take a minute to welcome all of our first-time listeners and give you just a brief little summary of what this podcast is about. So this podcast is dedicated to telling the stories of people who love the Harry Potter series. So many of us have used the Potter series to manage our mental health, get through a difficult time in our lives, or overcome a major obstacle. And if you have a story that you want to share with us as a guest on the podcast, we would love to hear it. At the end of the episode, we'll have more information on how you can do that. We also have options for folks who want to tell their stories anonymously. Right now, we're going to dive into an interview with Monet. Monet is a creative writing student, a reader, and an editorialist at MuggleNet. We had a wonderful conversation, and I am delighted to share it with you. Without further ado, let's dive right in. Today, we are welcoming Monet to Beyond the Veil. And Monet, we are so excited to have you on. Thank you very much for being here. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited to talk to you guys and talk Potter. (laughs) Yes, it's the best. Um, So let's get started by, um, we'd love to know a little bit more about you and your life. Okay. Well, I'm a Gryffindor because that's how I introduce myself. Yes, I'm a Gryffindor. And uh, I'm currently at college um, studying creative writing, uh, where we've actually brought up Harry Potter in class a lot, which has been really interesting. Um, Wonderful. So, um, yeah, uh, I'm a huge Potter fan. I love to read. Um, I practice yoga. um, And, uh, yeah, and I also, um, I'm an editorialist at MuggleNet, which is really fun. And, um, I mostly spend my days trying to get people to talk about Harry Potter, and when I'm not doing that, <laughs> when I'm not doing that, um, I'm studying, and um, yeah, and I got into Harry Potter when um, I was in elementary school, and it's just followed me throughout my life, and uh, it's been a big inspiration to me as a writer and as a reader, and um, yeah, I just kind of find that it's become a part of who I am and I really have enjoyed finding out that there are other people like that who it's consumed their lives. <laughs> Do you remember in elementary school how you first came in touch with the books or the movies whichever you met first? Yeah I um I wasn't a, I didn't hate reading or anything like that it just wasn't something that I was really doing a lot of and mm-hmm. um, I hadn't found a book that like I really adored my mother's just like, okay, you just, you have to read, um, you just have to read Harry Potter now. Cause she's like, I want to know your opinions on it. I just, I really think this is the book for you. And I started it and just, I could not get through the first chapter. It wasn't for me. Um, the Dursleys drove me insane, but, um, but then, uh, the next day, uh, I stayed home from school so I could finish it because I could not stop reading. And from there, I just started talking about it more and it's, I'm a very introverted person but it's very much brought me out of my shell in some ways because the only time I'll really talk a lot is when I'm talking about Potter. And 
there wasn't a huge Potter fan base. Um, I did find one at um, my local library, so shout out to the Fredrickson. <laughs> but um, there was uh, one of the librarians there. She, she was one of the few other people I met at that time, um, besides in my family, who who loved Potter as much as I did. So that created a special bond between us. And so, and she, and then my library started hosting Potter events. So I'd, I'd, um, use that ta I'd hide out at the library. Um, and that was where I like had my fun times cause I didn't want to be in school because I get in trouble for reading Harry Potter under the desk sneak reading. Oh, no. Um, I don't do that. Any I don't do that anymore though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I did that for a period. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I think I've kind of, I think I had to go out looking for other Potter fans. I don't think it's something that dropped in my lap. I'm curious to know more about reading your Potter books under your desk. I feel like that I hear about that kind of thing happening, you know, reading uh, more of a pleasure book while class is going on. But uh, it sounds like it's something you did a lot for a little while. Yeah, it kind of... Um was because I've always liked to learn, but um, school for me, it just felt like it was a big popularity contest. No one there wanted to learn or anything like that. So I felt very weird in my environment. Um, so I was definitely the Hermione Granger <laughs> of the class <laughs> for a long time um, where I couldn't quite find my place. Should I be too, should I act smart? Should I not? What should I do? So sometimes when I was just feeling so uncomfortable in class um, for whatever reason, um, I would kind of um, hide in the back and um, I figured out this whole method on how to fit the books in my desk a certain way so no one could see it from a certain angle. I was very determined to do that. And um, yeah, but um, it got harder, of course, as the books got bigger. This was before <laughs> audiobooks and ebooks were all the rage. Right. Um, so uh, most teachers couldn't catch me doing this, but um, there was one teacher who was really perceptive and gosh, I can't remember her name, but... One day, I guess, um, my mother got a call, and she was very great about it. At, at first, kind of, like, for the teacher's benefit, she was, like, acted kind of angry at me. And then as soon as we got home, she's like, okay. I, like, she's like, I just want to say that I think what you're doing is amazing. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think it's great. Um, she's like, believe me, I totally get wanting to read through a math class. Like, I relate to you there, but um, maybe just tone it down maybe start reading a little bit less so they don't catch you. But um, so that was when I was learning that there's an appropriate time and place to read Potter. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, good for mom. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you, obviously you were trying to hide the book from your teachers so you wouldn't get in trouble. Mm -hmm. Were you trying to hide from your peers at all? Yeah. Um, I am definitely not, like I might have said before, a very like social extroverted person. So it is generally really hard for me to get along with people my own age. And one of the few things I knew how to talk about was books. And that's not really what they wanted to talk about. So, um, and it wasn't immediate, but not only were there not a lot of Harry Potter fans um, at school, but... They really like to make fun of people who are reading the books. And I thought that was just, I couldn't wrap my head around that for the longest time. Um, why someone would want to make fun of another person for what they're reading. Um, but yeah, it was very much like, I think I kind of got a reputation for always having a book and always being, and always like reading when everybody else wanted to talk and, and gossip and stuff like that. Um, 
So it was very much, um, I get teased about it. And, but the books were so much out there that people could recognize the covers and things. So, um, for a while, what I did was when the teasing got just really out of control and it became kind of like just a really stressful part of my day, um, I was trying to figure out because I never wanted to change who I was just for these people who didn't like me as I was. I, I was very set on, okay, I do not want to stop reading these books just because it's giving me a hard time, but at the same time, I don't want to make myself a target for, for bullies or whatever. So um, that's when I came home. And for a while, what I did was I wrapped the Harry Potter books, the covers in um, like old brown paper bags so no one could see the covers. So no one ne never knew what I was reading. Um, which saying this out loud now sounds kind of ridiculous, but that's what I did. And so um, the teasing died down a bit because people just were, I guess they didn't know, notice what I was reading. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, but it kind of made me um, sad because I kind of forgot, forgot what then the covers looked like. So that's probably now why whenever there's a new Harry Potter cover out, I want to buy all of them because <laughs> I, I spent so long not looking at the covers. But, um, but yeah, so that was like a really hard time, but... I, I think it's it was kind of crazy the the extremes I felt like I had to go to because liking Harry Potter was deemed not cool which as I know now if you like Harry Potter that makes you an extremely cool person in my eyes exactly <laughs> yeah well that is a I feel like that's a very uh, uniquely Hermione kind of experience where yeah. you know, we see Hermione get ridiculed for reading books um, right. I think that you you know, like you said, wanting to stay true to who you are, you really, that shows a lot of strength for you. Um, I commend you for that. So you said at the beginning of high school, you discovered the online fandom? Yes. Um, one of the things that was great about high school was that I, that you were allowed to walk around in the halls with headphones on. And um, I would got into listening to podcasts. I loved them. They gave me a distraction throughout the day. And um, I'm like, I should really, I'm like, I really hope there are some good Harry Potter podcasts out there, not knowing that there was like this one that ruled them all, <laughs> that set the stage and everything. I just thought, huh, maybe I'll find one. Oh, no, I found them. <laughs> and, um, and I just started listening to them. And oh, my gosh, for years throughout school, I just listened to them when I was walking or and I noticed um, when I was focusing on that, focusing on something happy that got me through my school day it kind of blocked out all the other things that were going on around me that I didn't want to participate in or, or any negative things. So that really gave me kind of a distraction, which I liked and it gave me, and I feel like it uh, just gave me like a, a safe escape at school. And I was learning so much about Potter and keeping up with all the news. Um, and I feel like it was challenging me too. I realized, hey, there are people who know a lot more about Potter than me. This is amazing. Because <laughs> like, in no way did I think I was the expert, but I was beginning to think, you know, I want people who challenge me. So it was really um, so interesting. And I, and I was like, to the point where like, I knew the host names and I knew, and um, I'm talking about Aloha War, by the way, this is before Speak Beastie and everything like that. But um, <laughs> I recognized like the host voices and different things. And um, it was kind of like, I had like a a little podcast like group of people I was like with throughout the day and it was yeah it was really cool and then soon after I um, found the uh, MuggleNet website and I just started exploring and reading different things and um, yeah so that's kind of what I found and um, 
yeah, and it, it was really a totally different experience for me. And yeah, and I'm still listening and still checking out the website because it's stuck with me. <laughs> uh, I'm hearing that these, the podcast and the fandom and even the books, they're kind of this whole other world for you outside yes. of your high school experience. And yeah. I wonder, um, how do you think the lessons of the books and the events of the books themselves because they're they're an escape, but I think they teach us a lot. Can you think of anything you learned from the books that helped you get through those years? I know there are definitely times in my life where I suffer from anxiety. And um, whenever I was reading uh, the books, they just helped me through. I mean, there are some, don't get me wrong, some dark moments in Order of the Phoenix where I'm like, this, these they're just making me sad. Poor Harry. When I like, <laughs> wouldn't read that when I was feeling sad. But um They'd always make me feel so warm and safe and nostalgic. And I kind of had in my head that if my head is buried in a Potter book, nothing bad can happen to me. So since um, the books made me feel so good, it made me get into reading that whenever like I'm feeling really anxious or something, um, they would be my go-to and they'd just like calm me down. Like I, one, one thing I tried um, as an experiment this year is um, since I, um, moved away from home, I knew that would be something that would cause me a lot of anxiety. So I packed up all the Potter books um, and I came to the school I'm at now. And what I did for the um, first week of classes is I just, in all my free time, I just read Sorcerer's Stone because that's the, that's my favorite book in the series. And it really, I just noticed that whenever I was reading that, I'm like, okay, this is an escape now. You don't have to think about school. You don't have to be anxious. And I just, I felt like that kind of kept me afloat the first week. Mm -hmm. Um, And I noticed like, just a really, um, just like how happy it was making me and kind of making me think like, okay, like Harry, Harry's going to his first year of school. So am I. And it's like going to be okay. If Harry can do it, I can do it too. <laughs> so, um, I just, I draw so many similarities of like relatable things from the books that, uh, made me think that, okay, these wizards aren't too different from us. Um, and so, um, and several of the characters always come to me with words of wisdom. I was just thinking the other day of this um, really r- random quote from Hagrid where he says something like, what's coming when it, what, um, oh, which is it, um, uh, like when, when something comes, we'll meet it when it does and we'll just, and we'll just like wait till it comes before we get like freaked out. And it just really, um, it was such a simple quote, but it, um, it really stuck with me and I'm just like, yeah, like I'll just, I'll just wait to get upset later. <laughs> so just sometimes, um, and there are the really deep Dumbledore quotes and stuff that are always like great resources. Um, but sometimes it's just little things that the characters say, or sometimes just little like joking moments that just really make me so laugh that I forgot why I was upset in the first place. Like anything by Ron Weasley just makes me laugh, <laughs> like <Yes>. hysterically. <laughs> um, so that's why I appreciate Ron Weasley. <laughs> What a beautiful moment in your life this is that you get to read Sorcerer's Stone and, you know, go to college for the first time as Harry is going to Hogwarts at the same time. I'm curious because I had a somewhat similar experience with the Potter books where not all of my memories are necessarily happy with them, you know. Um, If you've been bullied for being a Potterhead or had people look down on you for it, I'm curious if that changed your reading of the books at all. I think 
it made me more hesitant to read the books because I think there was one point where I was really young where I was flipping through. I'm like, what's wrong with these? Now I got to figure out what, what's wrong with these that everybody <laughs> thinks is not good about these. It was almost like I was searching for a hidden thing that would explain to me, hey, this is why um, uh, kids read Harry Potter aren't popular. But unfortunately, there was not a page in the book that explained why. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it for a while, it kind of made me very confused about my reading experience and if I should be doing something else with my time. I don't think I ever really put the books down or gave up on them, but it definitely made me more, I was very aware of whenever I was reading them because I was like, is someone going to notice? Is someone going to say something? I think it made me really hyper aware and I couldn't really feel like I could relax when I was reading them. Um, Now it's come to a point where I can in a much more safer and friendly environment where I feel totally relaxed reading them and I don't care. Um, but yeah, I think especially when I was at school, I felt very um, self-conscious about reading them. So I think reading didn't become such a, rela- a relaxed and fun thing for me for a while because I felt very self-aware of it, um, which is not how anyone should feel when you're reading. You should feel confident about what you're reading. Uh, but then I noticed like if I was with friends or at home, or if it was a tough time that I was going through for whatever reason. And uh, then I'd be like, okay, I'm picking up the books because I really need to right now. Mm -hmm. And um, and I'm not gonna let anyone say anything against it because I really need them. And um, then I'll sit them down and go on with the rest of my life. But yeah, there were definitely some times where when I felt um, safe and comfortable and I didn't feel scrutinized, then I would read them a lot. It sounds like it helped you maybe, and you know, this is my perspective and you can tell me I'm wrong if I am, Uh but it almost seems like you can learn to value them more if you have to go through something like that. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where do you think you would be if, um, if you hadn't read the books or if you hadn't found a community of fans? I think I would have been... The Harry Potter books really made me happy, and I think I would have been, I think I would be a little bit more down on myself, and I wouldn't feel as um, as okay being who I am, because the Potter books in a way did give me confidence to be who I was and to like what books I like. So I think um, probably my periods of... Um, feeling anxious and uncomfortable at school and around other people, I think that would have been more intense. I think I would have struggled mm-hmm. more. Um, so I think I would have, um, yeah, I don't think I would have, I would have been quite the person I am today, but I'd like to think that I would have found other things um, like other books um, or just something else to get me through that tough time. But I think, um, the Potter books were the best thing for me at the time and I really am grateful to them for that but yeah I think I would have been a much different person but hopefully not too different I come from a family of book lovers and I really felt like um when I was handed the Potter books my mother was like okay just try this one and if this one doesn't work we'll go on to the next one so I feel very much like I would have been forced into liking literature which I have no problem with because I love it anyway but I feel like um, mm-hmm. if it wouldn't have been Potter, it would have been some other book that I would have um, really loved. <laughs> so I, I don't feel like there was a way for me to not be a reader. Um, 
Um, but I'm okay. I'm okay with that. So I've accepted that. <laughs> well, we are close to the end of our time here. Um, so I just wanted to know if there's anything else you, you know, if you have to, anything else to say, if there's anything you want to finish on or uh, let everybody know about what we've talked about or yourself or anything else. Okay. Well, uh, I would have to say to anyone listening that, um, that you should read what you want to read um, <laughs> because you never know later it might help you make friends and you might find a whole online community and you know what reading Harry Potter has helped me become a better writer too and it's going to be all these opportunities and things and they even bring it up now at college so um, I'd say <laughs> you know definitely um, I think readers are making a comeback I think it's now cool to be a reader so I say if you're interested in that then definitely go for it. Wonderful. Well, Monet, thank you so much for joining me. And uh, yeah, it was wonderful to have you. Oh, same here. This was so much fun to talk about Potter. All right, everyone. That was my conversation with Monet. Monet, thank you again for sharing your story with all of us. I hope that everybody enjoyed it. We all have stories, but some stories are more difficult to tell than others. At Beyond the Veil, we want everyone to have a chance to share, especially if you don't want to share your name or your voice. But not all of our Whisper segments are anonymous. If you want to share your name with your story, you are always welcome to. In today's Whisper segment, we're sharing the story of Michelle Turner, who found unexpected meaning in a piece of Potter clothing. And then he heard something, something quite dark with the spinning of the dying During one of my visits to Universal Orlando, and more specifically Nocturne Alley, I found a shirt that says, I served time in Azkaban, approach with extreme caution. Initially, I thought it wasn't meant for a Hufflepuff such as myself. After all, Nocturne Alley probably wasn't frequented by many Hufflepuffs in the wizarding world. Nevertheless, I felt like I needed to make it mine. So I took to the Hufflepuff common room of Hogwarts Running Club. Interestingly enough, the answer to my question was a resounding yes, get the shirt. What was it about this shirt though? Why did I want it so bad? Was it because I liked the thought of being bad? Even in the fictional wizarding world? Was it a way of rebelling against my goody-two-shoes sorting? The infamous guards of Azkaban prison are known for sucking all the happy thoughts from those they are guarding or chasing. Many equate dementors with depression. While each person's battle with dementors or depression is certainly unique, most will agree that it can be quite a struggle to maintain happiness or achieve a single happy thought when the Dementors are set on coming after you. I certainly have had my battles with Dementors over the years. Depression has haunted me and made it difficult to maintain happy, positive thoughts more times than I can count. Is it possible to truly escape the prison depression creates for us? Life will certainly always have its negativity. While we may not escape the Dementors permanently, can we ever escape our personal Azkabans? Sirius Black shows us that, yes, it is possible. 
More so, he shows us that we can find strength in our negative thoughts and how they can empower us. Sirius Black was a prisoner of Azkaban for 12 years. In fact, he was one of the first unaided escapes from Azkaban prison. Black was able to maintain his sanity due to the knowledge of his innocence, a non-happy thought that the Dementors couldn't take. This allowed him to maintain his powers to transform into his Animagus dog form and escape. Can we transform into Animagus forms? Of course not. But there is certainly a lesson to be learned from Sirius, and this was my revelation. What if we took our negative thoughts, our unhappy memories, the struggles of life, and let them empower us? What if we found solace in them? After all, we survived them. They made us the person who we are today, a person who lived to face another day. Sirius finally achieved his freedom by holding on to a negative thought. Sirius escaped what was considered unescapable. We can too. That is why my I served time in Azkaban shirt now means so much to me. It's a reminder of the time depression had me imprisoned. It reminds me of a time where I felt all the happiness would forever be sucked from my soul. But now I am free. Dementors may chase me, but I now know how to fight back and I won't allow myself to be imprisoned anymore. This has been episode three of Beyond the Veil. I want to give a big thank you to everybody whose story was shared on the podcast today. Now, if you listening have a Potter story that you want to share, we would love for you to join us as a guest, or you could share your story as a whisper at the end of the show. No matter what story you want to share, please visit our website linked in the show notes below and fill out the form if you want to share your story with us. If you've enjoyed the podcast so far, it would mean so much to us if you could share it with somebody else who you thought might enjoy it. Another great way to support us is to subscribe to us on iTunes or leave us a rating, and this helps other people discover the show. Join me next time for another conversation in the headmaster's office. This has been Madison. See you next time. Bye.